asking. All right, let's hit record. <laughs> oh, and Fred's gone. Oh. I literally okay. hit record. And, and Fred left. And Fred had to go. Hmm. Well, do we wait till he comes back, or do you want me to go and you just uh, run the show by yourself for a while until he gets back? What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. You know what? It's uh, a lot of decisions. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Oh, here he is. Yeah. I have no problem with silence, Dan. Really? You don't feel I have to fill the gaps in, in any way whatsoever? <laughs> That's a little comedy right That's there. That's a little bit of a, a, Dan, a little Dan Howard comedy bit that we just did. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long you'd go. Why, where did you go? Why did you have to leave there, Frederick? I made a mistake there. Uh, when you had to click on for the Facebook thing, I was sloppy with my little mouse pad here and hit oh. leave meeting rather than got it. Oh, the mouse, oh, is, not, uh, the mm. mouse is not managing your uh, well being. Wow. As it should. You know it was, what? Uh, it, was my, it was my big clumsy fingers. That's there. fine. It just it was funny because as soon as I said, okay, we're going live, and you were gone. The moment. <sighs> yeah, and I'm a Rogers customer. I'm used yeah. to that over the past a couple of days. <laughs> yes. I, um, everyone's got Rogers stories. I just posted that as our uh, title for the show today on Facebook. Rogers is back, and so are we. <laughs> oh, Rogers. But even yesterday morning, uh, it dropped out a couple of times again. Like we were back and then off again for an hour, an hour and a half or so. Very disturbing. But I'm sure we're going to talk about our dependence on such things and uh, yeah, consolidation. I've got some uh, statistics. I've got some facts. Mm-hmm. I've got some personal anecdotes. Uh, oh, I love observations. Those. I love those. <laughs> observations. Mm-hmm. Anecdotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And before we start the show, I have this from our intern, Kyle Kirby. There once was a podcast that was unique in its own. It held the voices of men whose opinions would show. They feared not the listener, for they were content. The men ne'er worried that their rank would descend. Number 60 on the charts, but number one in our hearts. It's Humble and Fred, and yes, the jokes are still about farts. <laughs> so, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Don't say we don't. You know, don't say we're not on brand. <laughs> you guys at sixty already? Pardon me. You're at sixty. Uh, I don't know what he's referring to. I thought he was talking about your placement, sir. Yeah. Well, it con- you know, I guess maybe we have been. I mean, it depends on the category. Comedy interviews, we always are in the top comedy charts. We've been. You know, recently in the top 20 or 30, but perennially in the top 200, which isn't, you know, bad for a couple old fats. No, that's good. Good stuff. No, it's competitive out there, eh? There's a few podcasts out there. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got one, eh? You know, and it's weird that Dan doesn't. He has a... (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, forget the fact that you refuse, for reasons that are beyond all of us, you refuse to be interviewed by the great Toronto (laughs) Mike. But why not start your own, you know, cottage life with Dan Duran or something? Yeah. Yeah. Got to find the the thing, though. I haven't been able to find the thing, Mm. right? 
the thing to have the podcast about. I mean, because you guys just, you know, have it about you guys. Dan, I'm all, you know, I've said many times over the years, there's got to be, you should hook up with my son and come up with some kind of a DYI show. Um, and I thought over the weekend, you know, a good spin for you is like, do it once, do it right, that type of thing. Right. Because there's so many people that do projects, you know, and they just do them to get them done or half-assed. And then you end up doing them two or three times. And you schooled me on that over the weekend. And I sat back and I thought, it's right. You do it this way and I can push it out of my mind now for years. Anyway, there's something there. Yeah, well, now you, okay, well, we'll get get to, we'll get to. I know, I know. We will. Yes. We'll get to workshopping Dan's TV idea. Right. But you now, because I've heard this story now from both of you, I talked to Dan first, and he said, oh, I'm very proud of Fred. And I said, why is that, Dan? He said, well, Fred was going to do a sloppy job, but I, wand- <laughs> but I wandered over, I was. and I made a suggestion, and the next thing you know, 11 hours, got, <laughs> 11 hours went by, and Fred did a great job. And I went, well done, Dan Duran. He's like, you know what he's like? He's like a DIY Yoda. A good job? <laughs> a good job you will do. Howard. Just his voice, the way he looks, his pleasant demeanor. Yes. He could look at a camera and sort of almost, you know, school people, chastise almost. <laughs> Don't do it if you're not going to do it right. But his delivery, people. Yes. Again, I felt I, I, not humiliated, but almost like, you know, how can I argue with the what, what the man just said to me about, you know, I'm a hammer in one hand and trying to get anyway. OK, well, what, explain the situation. You were going to replace. So let me start with Fred. So mm-hmm. your idea was you'd get up and maybe you'll replace a board or two on your dock. That was your I thought. I have a dock and a deck. I would open dock the Dock and a deck. And they need to be painted. But some of the boards on the dock were sort of rotten, and there's no use painting over that. Even I know that. So I thought, I'm just going to take those boards out, put new boards in, and paint the thing. But then, as I'm seeing the rotten boards, as I lift them, the the thing that, you know, the rails that they were screwed into were rotten as, as well. So then our man walks over, and he sees me putting the new boards in place on top of the rotten boards, and he goes, ah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. So, Dan, yeah. is, that, is, that, yeah. is that how it starts? You just kind of wander over, you see Fred's... Uh, busily trying to get it done and anybody's got a project you gotta you gotta do a little you know pass by check out so what was your first what was your first thought uh my first thought was that he's putting uh, new boards on rotten boards so that doesn't make sense to to my sensibilities so i just i just made one small suggestion it's to listen you're you've already got this stuff out won't take a huge amount of work just to replace the understructure right where those boards are Mm mm-hmm even though it's rotten all the way down, just, you know, you're already working on that section. Should just, you know, go the extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And put right, those right. In. And you, you said to him, it'll take an extra 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, and he was, it was right. But then he came out with the line, no, if it was me, I'd replace it all. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, you, if it, you mean redo the entire dock? The whole length of the dock. There's these rails that I know run what you're under talking the boards. About. Yeah, the, the things that the boards are... Rotting. Yeah, the, the cross yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. So he said that, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And then as I... F- and there was some boards that were rotten on top, but you flipped them, they were still pretty good. The rot was only on the surface. 
So he said, you can just flip those ones and use them. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I can save some money there and just flip the boards. And, you know, it's good for recycling and everything. And then once we did that, it looked pretty good. So he and my wife, within a five-minute span, said, why don't you flip all the boards? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that uh, so thus started the project. And I replaced all the rails and flipped all the boards. And then, of course, when I'm taking a top board off, the sideboard cracks and it's rotten and falls apart. So I have to replace it. Uh, you know, just one of those. And, and so when you initially started, you thought this was going to be a project of, uh, what, an hour? Maybe yeah. tops. And in the end, how many hours did Dan Duran <laughs> have you <Caught> spend? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it would be a good 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, probably six hours each day. Because the thing is, you. one thing I will say about me, it's hard for me to get motivated with those jobs. Well, once I get into them, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like Sunday when I get up, I couldn't wait to get back at it. It's just that initial thing like, oh, Jesus. No, I'm anyway, yeah, it was about six hours uh, a day over two you know, days. You, you, this will surprise you, but I'm the same way. I take a lot to get going, but once I get going, I'll do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have a great name for Dan's program. Mm. Uh, Dan's Doc, Doc's Decks and Dicks with Dan Durant. <laughs> and what is, he goes over and he helps out with a project, but each week there's an animation of Dan's penis at the end of each show <laughs> where the penis talks to you and says, well, this week what we've learned is that when a board is rotten, the moral of, this the story. Moral of the story, and it'll be every episode ends with, and now a word from Dan's penis. And it's animated, so it's not gross. It's very yeah. friendly looking. It's actually a, uh, looking. a it's a friendly looking penis, but it's got like a hair on top, so it's not completely. <laughs> and the kids will love it. And then when Dan goes on location, instead of that guy with the, you know, the guy, the wavy guy with the air, you right. know, yeah. it'll be Dan's penis just waving in the, you know what I'm talking about, the air wavy guy. Yeah, the wavy guy at uh, yeah. <clears throat> at hot and that, places. And now that the stand-up comic has done his bit, <laughs> I will get serious. Oh, again. will you? I'm just saying, there's something. If this guy would just, you know, sit down, Agreed. pen to paper, come up with a concept, <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> you have all the ties you have to productions and and, and television and stuff. Do a pilot. There's something there. Yeah, I agree. Just, you know, the <clears throat> look, look at the successful ones, you know, like the Mike Holmes and the Brian Bombners, and they're just sort of nice guys, right? Like, yeah. And those yeah. guys don't know any more than Dan Duran does. No, they no. don't. Well, no, they are construction no, they, guys. It doesn't matter, years though. And years, right? yeah. yeah, but you've got years and years of experience. Plus, you're, better, you're a better TV guy than they would be. Like, you're... you're you know, you're a trained presenter. Right. And what's embarrassing, like even a skill saw, he gives me a little tip how to use a, a skill saw. Like for years, I've been, you know, I mark a line right across the board and I try and keep the saw on it. But then he comes up with this square thing that you put on the board and you run the saw against the square and that way it can't waver off the line. Um, you see? Ah. Oh. And there was a few other little tricks, too. And at the end of the episode, Dan's animated wiener gives a, <laughs> shows you how to, you know, he recaps the episode. And yeah. then they animate that. Yes, this is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, 
Listen, man, I, I came up with an idea a couple, well, many years ago mm. now, I was going to say a couple years ago, but, you know, da- back when Dan first moved to Peterborough and mm-hmm. uh, had the teaching kitchen that he built. Oh, unbelievable. Let's just pause for a second. And, you know, you, you, you know, you talk about you, those guys have years of construction. You know, we've all seen your work. And jokey jokes aside for a second, that kitchen that you built, you know, that, that's as good as anybody's ever built anything. I mean, I, I don't know to the detail that you do, but anyone that's seen it, like it's a professional job. It's not like some dude that he, ha- you know, you threw <laughs> a few things together for your own purposes. That's as professional as it gets. Yes, I agree. And what about the powder room beside it? The way he built the, the vanity, like pretty much from scratch with the old rec- yeah with yeah with the old cre- reclaimed wood and then the the shower stall with the pebble flooring exactly so i, I know i had this idea dan you remember what it was mm, that you I'm and sure it had, did it have something to do with the big dick <laughs> 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 come on man i'm trying to be serious come on man, come on, man. Get serious. i'm trying to be serious now but it was an idea where you and the missus would go around the world the the safari you know, right. and mm-hmm. while you'd go to a, a, a town, because while while she went to the cooking school, you would explore the town, and your right. your part would be sort of a travel log. And at the end, you you know, you would explore the the local area, and at the end, you'd go back to the cooking thing, and mm-hmm. and she would present what they what she learned to cook on that episode. Cool. Um, and it combined, you know, this idea of cooking and traveling, which you both were into. Mm-hmm. At the time, yes, right. And then at the end of the episode, there would be an animated penis with Dan, <laughs> with Dan's with Dan's haircut. Dan would be in Africa. Are you sure when you're making that grass hut, you don't want to make the mud a little thicker? <laughs> He'd know it all. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I'm proud of you. You did great. Right. You sawed. You skill sawed. And he did some tricks too. I mean, he had some. some tricks. Uh, it wasn't just straight boards. It was there was some, uh, uh, you know, inserting and cutting uh, channels and you know, crea- being creative in the process. That's the thing I like about the construction. Is you have to. It's always problem solving, and that little problem solving thing is always an interesting part of the construction. Through the through the nineties, when Dan first came up to the trailer park, and Darren and all our buddies were there, and people were building decks. There wasn't. There wasn't one decker dock that was just a square or a rectangle because Dan got involved. Like mine was the shape of a bottle and uh, Darren's had this little sort of wave in it where his boat could be inserted. Dan's brother-in-law had an, uh, they called it the Doctagon. It was out in the water and it eight sides. This is what the man can contribute. What do you mean his he brother-in-law? Thinks, he thinks to another level. Oh, no, Frank. for sure. What do you mean? Oh, Frank, Frank, right. Frankie, Frankie. Frankie was up yeah, there yeah. for a couple of years. Was he really? And you know that dock, Howard? That doctagon is still functioning, and that's got to be twenty-five years ago, right there, Dan? Yeah, yeah, it's about that long. Yeah. And, uh, well, listen, man. There's no, uh, there's no doubt. There's a, a show waiting to happen, Dan. And uh, let's get her done. You know, right. you know, Danny can shoot it. I'll direct it. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get uh, somebody to animate it. From the for the wiener, <laughs> guess, that's on. Oh, I know, for that. I, I know people to do that. I can get that animated for you. The Dick animators, Dick animators, Rich Tunes. 
Rich Tunes. Rich Tunes. You could do a rough sketch of your, you know, a big wiener with a nice Dandoran haircut and a tool belt where the nutsack meets the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) By the the way, Rich Tunes sent us an email. Did you read it? I have. I was going to save it for uh, email day, but sure. No, 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 no. We we don't. I'm just in a nutshell. And, you know, this is a tease for email day. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you know, his concern with the Conservative Party and oh, yeah. uh, Pierre Poliev and where that's all headed. I sent it to Tony. And I said to Tony Clement. The uh, wood, we, the wood he, video where he's reclaiming the video and he's caressing the, the no, wood? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, I sent Rich Toon's email. Oh, okay. To Tony Clement saying this is just an example. Because last time I played golf, you know, a couple of guys that have traditionally voted conservative said, you know, if, if Poliev is the leader, they're not voting conservative. And that's the way I feel right now. Anyway, Tony got back to me. So we'll save that for email day. Okay. But no, but it was in reference. I'm looking at the email now. He was yes. referencing the reclamation. Yes. Which um, is creepy. Yeah. It's, and well, it's not, a, it's not just creepy. Mm-hmm. It's creepy and weird. And I say this not as a trying to make a joke, but it's weird from the standpoint that Somebody had to say, yeah, let's do that, Pierre. That's a good idea. That'll like there was a bunch of people that signed off on that. And that's the weird part to me. It's like, what? Yeah. You guys thought that was a good idea? And, you know, and it's full of dog whistles, obviously. So anyway, uh, yeah. So that uh, that story continues, you know, and then I'm ousting uh, Patrick Brown, which is a bit weird. And anyway, that yeah, anyway. Well, that'll all unfold over the three-day, grueling three-day work week we have. Um, Yeah, this is like a three-banger, man. mm, I'm looking forward to seeing... How can we do it? That's too much, really. I'm looking forward to coming up. I'm going to be there in, uh, I think, next week for a couple days. And and, uh, you can take me, uh, Daniel, take me on a tour, Fred, of all your projects and all your things. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. By the way, I have a stand-up paddleboard. I know you'll enjoy that. I, I would uh, be very um, pleased to try it. I would love that, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to wear a life jacket. Say again. You have to wear a life jacket when you're on it. You know, I don't. I'm not one of those people that oh, I can't wear a life jacket. I mean, I'm, I'm, whatever the rules are, I'll you know, I'll go along with it. Howard's a rule follower. That's for sure. By the way, Howard, you remember Wednesday night? Eh, we're going to the Jays game with our Buffalo, uh, our, our Mike McCool. Soul. Our, our loyal Buffalo listeners who yes. has invited us to uh, the Jays game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you I know can't where wait. seats are? Do you know where seats are yet? No. No. But uh, I will tell you this uh, later in the program when we start talking about the Rogers mm-hmm. trying to wreck our country. Uh, I had to. I went into the city on, uh, I guess, Friday night. I did stand up at the rec room and mm-hmm. I was all around the dome. Mm hmm. In the chaos that I witnessed, it was something else. Um, but I wanted to just come back to something Dan said about why you find these projects creatively challenging and what you enjoy about them. And I've seen this over the course of our lifetimes together, that you love mm-hmm. problem solving and you're very creative. It's a really big creative outlet for you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to just bring this to golf for a second, because what most people don't understand about golf and you you certainly may have you've tasted it but it's what i love about golf is that every moment of every round is a problem that i'm solving and there's a creative solution to that problem and you get to see it instantly manifested whether it was solved or it wasn't 
And I know that sounds uh, esoteric and maybe a bit hokey, but it's true. That every shot you have, and that's why people, you know, when people say to me, oh, I can't believe you play, and how can you play it all the time? Well, because it's not this, it's never the same game. My body never feels the same. And every day the challenge is to see if I can solve the problems given that day's set of circumstances, stances, which are always different, which is why I can play it so much because it's never boring to me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get tired and my body hurts, but do you know what I'm do you have any? Does that can relate to that at all? It uh, maybe makes a you lot can. of sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, maybe you can, and I say this with respect, but because at the level you guys play at, and I say this respectfully, your problem solving is: can I hit the ball? I get that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. I, can I get it to go straight? Yes. And somewhere near where the flag is. Yes. And I realized partway through that explanation that, or long-winded explanation. I apologize, but <laughs> but when I have a shot. I'm not thinking about how do I hit a golf ball. I'm thinking about how mm-hmm. do I hit this shot? And what can I right. do given the wind, the pin position, right. the, the moment, the, the hazards, all that stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, that saying I really, that hits home with me, you know, attitude is everything. And how you approach things and you just, you just, uh, described and explained that perfectly and that's one thing I'll say about Dan when it comes to projects again when when it started the other day I just want to do it to get it done I grab the tools and I think how quickly can I get through this so I can just get back to doing nothing <laughs> Dan yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean Dan doesn't yeah. do a job to get it done Dan does a job to do it right and he doesn't care when when it's going to be over he cares about what happens between starting and it being over however long that takes right and that's just a great attitude to have when you embark on a project and as you say as well that's why you're a good golfer because you you have that attitude that i have to solve this and a lot of guys like me just get on the golf course and hack away and wait to have a beer at the end no i I, and again i i said when i say at your level it's like you're playing golf in a for a different reason yes and you know i i I, to me it's like playing chess and i mean that it's like yeah i have to take into consideration like i played yesterday with my friend uh, but this beautiful course in the, the Muskoka is called Lake Joe. Never played the right. course before. Um, didn't know the holes. You know, it was a, a new experience. But I was able to take my ability and chess around the golf course because I, I, I know how to solve individual problems. But anyway, we're getting way, uh, way away. Yeah. What did uh, you shoot at that course? Uh, 73. You bugger you. You bugger you. What about Stinky? Can he uh, get the ball around the course? Yeah, pretty good. Hmm? Yeah, but we, it, was, it was so enjoyable because there weren't, there was no, almost nobody on the golf course in the middle what? of the day yesterday. It was fantastic. So it was just him and I and just the nicest day. It was a beautiful day up north. I, you know, did you guys, on Saturday, it was a bit cool during the day I was up there. Like through the three quarters of Saturday it was pretty windy and a bit chilly and I had a long sleeve shirt on most of the day but yesterday just you could tell as soon as the I got outside it was perfect just like that just like it looks like at your place now Dan yeah no here here it was a pretty good uh, weekend Saturday was pretty good there's yeah. a little bit of wind here and there but yeah I awesome. spent the weekend by the pool with the kids and it was both days were just stellar yesterday a little calmer so it was even more 
intense the heat all right uh, um was lovely lovely well, Howard, uh, it was just lovely it is lovely and the you know what they say about a day like yesterday? You'd love to be able to bottle it and just, you know. No, I know. Be able to, you know, use it whenever you needed it, right? And uh, the bugs weren't bad. Did you see that thing I sent you about the bugs, Dan? No bugs in Brampton. Dan, did you see that? Yeah, yeah I did, yes. <laughs> that, it's just, uh, I should play it, but there's just this guy who's like me. He's like, why are the bugs buying? The bugs love me. But... Uh, I actually was pretty. Uh, pr- it was pretty good, and we didn't sit. We didn't sit outside in the evening, but uh, it wasn't bad. You didn't have a campfire? No, we didn't have a campfire. Christ, I had a campfire in my backyard here in Brampton on Saturday. Well, good for you. How come you didn't have a campfire? <laughs> That's part of the experience. You didn't do s'mores? Uh, no, actually, we didn't. Are we going to oh. do? Hey, are we going to do s'mores when I'm up there next week? We're still trying to decide whether we're going to go golfing or we're going to have totally. a golf embargo so that you can enjoy the experience Dude. of, uh, you know, paddle boarding and bocce ball. And, but we and can do it all. Hauling. What? Corn who? Corn <laughs> What? I'm going to take what? you up on the top of the escarpment and uh, corn <laughs> It's great. I don't want to listen. I don't want to be Dan's partner in that game. <laughs> this this episode of Hubble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the Hubble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Brampton, and from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, and DraftKings. And now here are two men who love numbers. One, it's with golf and golf stats, and the other, it's birthdays and how much longer he's lived than dead people. It's Humble and Fred. Yeah, a lot of people died. Uh, we'll get to that, actually, with Bill Brio, our uh, guest here in a few minutes' time. A lot of famous people passed away, and you uh, just passed 66, man. Freddie's birthday on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I first heard about the project. And I uh, want to welcome back. Did you mention GoDaddy in that, Dan? I don't think so. I'll make yeah, sure for uh, the for the end of the program, please uh, insert GoDaddy. Inserted. Okay. Uh, GoDaddy powering small business is back, and entrepreneurs, of course, over twenty five years and servicing over twenty million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to get your business online. If you have a great idea for a small business or a side hustle, maybe it's that brilliant idea you've been dreaming about. What about your maybe your DIY show, Dan? Uh, you can, uh, you know, maybe even an online store. You've been wanting to finally launch, start selling your products. Well, there's no better time than now to get it online. You can find your domain, create your website with GoDaddy and finally bring it to life. With GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support, they're also here to help you every step of the way. You can even start your website for free with GoDaddy today and try it out. No credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Uh, you've turned your microphone off there, pal. How's that? That's weird. Yeah, okay. it's better than when I couldn't hear what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker a casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. 
Bodog, it's all there. Uh, pay a visit every sport, everything you can think of, every angle of every sport you can wager on. Fantastic. Bodog. You know, the mouse pad on this computer I'm using is just, it's not very good. It's not very reactive, if that's the proper word. Because sometimes I have to cough, so I hit mute, and then I think I'm hitting unmute, and it just doesn't, uh, you know, react. Um, Okay. Speaking of next week, um, when I said to you that I don't need to golf, I also, also, I said the same thing to Darren and Dan. I, I, I'm happy to go. You know, I'm going to be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I might leave Thursday night or Friday morning, but I'm going to be there for a few days. I'm going to stand up, paddleboard, or play bocce, we'll hang out. All I said was, if you guys want to go, I'm happy to go along. I even said to Darren, if you want to go and, you know, play nine holes. I only said that because, you know, there's, we don't. There's not a whole lot of opportunities in the summer outside of a charity tournament, if you and I were playing together, where we would play. In fact, Stinky said to me, do you get to play with Freddie very much? And I said, well, I, I, we've kind of gotten out once a year or so. And I said, but I'm going to be there next week, and you know, maybe the four of us will go out and have a, um, a round together. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Okay. It's just... Um from the other side, I just, you know, not too often do you get up north and to go golf 18 holes is, you know, a six or seven hour chunk out of the day. And I just, uh, do you want to do that when you could be enjoying other things you don't normally get to do? That's no, all, but you. we will figure it out. We will figure it out. Um, another thing we should figure out, and it, this is part of email Wednesdays, but I'll also give you a quick preview. I don't know if you saw the email because I had, it's funny, Dan and I had talked about this, and I thought of it, hmm. and apparently you had too. But uh, a listener has suggested that when I'm there next week, because the th- excuse me, the three of us will be together in the same location, mm-hmm. that we do a special Lovesick Lake live edition of all mm-hmm. three of us doing a show. On one of those days, maybe a special Thursday show. I don't know. And we don't even need to do it live. We can just do it any time during the day, maybe, and can it. And... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to do the Facebook live thing. No. Although we could. We can just go live on Facebook whenever we actually record the show. I see what you mean. We don't need to get up at 7. What? Yes, we could. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, special edition, Humble and Fred, live on Facebook, 12 o'clock tomorrow. Be there. Um, but I have to bring the board. That's the only thing I was thinking this morning. Yes. I would have to bring basically my setup here, which is no big deal. Uh, I'd have to bring a mic anyway and my computer. So, I mean, yeah. we can talk about doing that. But just quickly, I, don't, I, wanted, I don't want to belabor the golf thing, except to say this. I told Stinky the same thing this weekend. I said, we don't have to go. But he wanted to. So I said, fine. So we played early. So we had some the morning at the cottage, middle of the day golfing. Didn't take six hours. Took like four. And we right. were, I was back swimming by four in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. It was great. Uh, yes. And back to doing a show from there. We could just set up right on the dock. And, you know, if we do it later in the day, we could maybe have a cast of characters. If we did Wednesday, the guy who empties our uh, holding tanks. The shit sucker guy. We could bring him down and Love talk that to him about Let's what's get him that. On. You know, yeah. hey Jake, come on down here and tell us what it's what's it like on Wednesday when you wake up in the morning and you think today is that day. 
Because I often think about that because he drives up, you know, with the tractor and the big barrel thing on this trailer. And I'm thinking Wednesdays must suck for him. <laughs> That's right. You got to bend yeah. down. He's got to put the hose right where all your shit comes out and stuff <laughs> splashes and it stinks. And that would be at a compelling interview, Howard. I would I, for sure, because I got so many questions, not the least of which. Do, are you are you in? Press that you're sucking out the great Fred Patterson's shit tank. <laughs> he has no idea who Ooh, I am. Great. He and the odd time it slips and there's yeah, it's weird. So yeah, we see that's and that's what you know. People say, oh, my job sucks. Not like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of sucking, let's get right into. Uh, we got a couple of minutes before Bill Brio j- uh, joins us. I'm not a Rogers comp, uh, not a Rogers customer, but of course you can't have been alive in the last, you know, three or four days. But I want to ask you, as a Rogers customer, mm-hmm. I can tell you what I observed Friday night, and it was chaos. Mm-hmm. But I want to know from you, when did you realize something was wrong? Because I didn't understand what had happened until I was driving to this gig Friday night. Uh, well, I what I did is I woke up and the house felt a bit hot, so I go to this thing where a nest, right, where I can adjust the temperature of the the house on on my phone, and it didn't work, and it said offline. I thought that's weird. Then I checked my security cameras; it said offline, and then I went to a a website and uh, it got nothing. And I thought, oh, you know, the internet's out, and it's happened before, even you know, for maybe ten minutes or something. But then it went on and on and on. And by the time I get up, then I put the news on and uh, it was funny. I, you know what I, you know how I got the news? You know, one of those the things, what are they? They, you, you used to put them like on a, you know, on the table or the shelf or something and it has a little dial and you turn it on and. I'm sorry, like a wireless communication yeah, device? Of yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogers battery less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the, the, the radio. <laughs> yeah. What? I used one. Yes. You I turned used the radio, radio on for information? It was weird. It, honestly, Howard, the weirdest thing, because, you know, with your Google Home and I have an Alexa and all that, that's where you get your radio. And it was like scrambling. And then ironically, it was the day before my birthday. And I end up, my mom and dad bought me this little transistor radio for my 12th birthday. And I still have it and I still use it. And Danny, my son, said, you know, when I'm gone, he wants that radio. I actually had this thing on the table and I turned it on 680 News to find out what was going on because I had no way to access a radio station. It was it was remarkable, actually, because it's really the other than uh, getting uh, in your car. Yeah, yeah. Or a clock radio that Delise has beside her bed that she never uses other than for time and alarm. That's all. Those are the only radios we have in the house now. So. If I hadn't have had that, you know, I guess with through LTE, I could have picked it up, but I had no Internet. You know, it's funny because Rachel used to make fun of uh, I have a clock radio and I've had it for as long as I've known you. So 30 some odd years I've had this radio. And the reason I used to it's it's got a dual alarm. So mm-hmm. I've just kept it because when we were doing our show right. together, I used to be, I'd set two alarms because, you know, you're worried yes. about sleeping past 3.30. Yes. Um, but that is the only radio I have in this house. Yes. Here's how I found out there was a problem. And, you know, maybe tomorrow I'll talk about the gig I did with, you know, mm-hmm. Darren Frost and Kenny and, you know, and I do want to talk about it at some point because I, I basically bombed. It was dreadful. But uh, that happens. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, it was more circumstantial than it was, you know, my material. It just was the, the uh, it was a, it's a, I've done stand up in that room before. It's a very difficult room to do it in. Anyway, so my night was to go to get Randy, ex wife Randy, who lives around Queens Key and Bathurst. Mm hmm. And I live 15 minutes away from her. Let me just uh, right. let Bill know we're going to be a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Stand by. I look on uh, Google Maps, which is now linked with Waze. So I got a sense of how long it was going to take me. And I could see I started looking around. I, I was going to leave my house to pick her up somewhere mm -hmm. in the sixes. I was going to get her at seven. We were going to walk up from where she lives to the dome. Mm -hmm. And that's where the rec room is mm -hmm. around, the, you know, the roundhouse mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at my phone around five and it's like I could see it's already like crazy traffic. Like it's saying it's going to take me 45 minutes to get there. And I thought, well, that's a bit odd. You know, this must. I, and I said, I texted Randy. I said, is there a game tonight? She says, no baseball game. But I think there's some concerts in the area. And I think it was at the uh, Budweiser stage was a country artist. I think it was Kenny Chesney. And at the Dome was the weekend. Mm hmm. So I look at my phone again a couple times. So I decide to leave rather than it somewhere in the sixes. I leave at six. It's 15 minutes from here. And I was in traffic for an hour and 20 minutes. I'm not bullshitting you. I picked her up at 720 or so. And I so it's again, it's Friday night. It's Toronto. It's July. It's summer. And I thought, OK, it's a little bit heavy, but I don't have a radio on. I'm listening to something else. I'm listening to satellite radio until I get there and I find out, oh, not only is Rogers down, but they, what's happened is a bunch of stuff has been canceled, including that concert. One of our listeners, Chris, who came to see me, very, very nice, came in all the way. He actually texted me and said, hey, Howard, I don't know where, where you are now, but it's a nightmare around this dome. And I said, well, thanks. I actually called him. I said, well, I'm going to park at my ex-wife's place and walk up. He goes, yeah, do that. You'll be fine. So as we're walking to the dome, we keep running into these kids. And at one point, Randy says to somebody, what's going on? And they say, the weekend's canceled his show. And do you know why? because yeah. they couldn't scan tickets right mm -hmm. and now you've got all these tens of thousands of people wandering yeah. around this was right around seven thirty, quarter to 8 right. not only can they not go to the show but they can't find a restaurant to eat in yeah everyone's taking cash it right. was crazy was Visa down too because part of Friday Visa worked but not Interact well what happened was mm -hmm. uh, at the rec room where we did the gig we were going to eat after but we didn't have any cash they were only right. taking cash but we found a restaurant yeah. there were some that were still taking credit cards but no debit uh, mm -hmm. and cash of course right yeah right right but what a scene down there it was not only the scene in traffic which we're all used to if you live here but it was the sea of people kind of mm -hmm. Either because what was happening is some people were still going and some people were coming out and they hadn't gotten the word. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just goes to show you. And by the way, this is not the uh, first time this has happened. I'm looking here. I think it's happened uh, in the last couple of years, but not quite to this level, but it's the uh, it's the second time in a couple of years and 12 million Canadians right. were affected. You know, Dan Duran always rails against consolidation and these companies being too powerful and owning too much of the market. In this, and he made this point. It's a great example. You know, Rogers goes down and half the country is crippled because, you know, you have so few options in this country for service. 
And then I'm reading, you know, they're saying, you know, this is a good reason not to bundle as well. Because, you know, you're at the mercy of one company. And that was my situation. Another thing is always have some cash in your wallet, right? Because I rarely do. That's right. A lot of lessons through the. I also had a goo head moment this weekend because I'm listening to the radio and they say the weekend concert has been canceled at the Rogers (laughs) Center. And I'm thinking, well, okay, yeah, but who? Who's the like? What week? Yeah, we know it's the weekend, but what? Who, <laughs> yeah, like, know. who is performing? Honestly, Howard, and it wasn't until a few newscasts like, <laughs> later, I think, oh shit, somebody explained it. The the weekend, the kid from Scarborough, right? Oh, okay, I was Blame wondering ball. if you could help me. The weekend is canceled, <laughs> but it's still Friday. <laughs> no, uh, it's like, yeah, interaction. Yeah, What's that? Go ahead. No, I just say, yeah, they kept saying, well, the weekend can- con- the weekend concert has been canceled. And I'm going, well, yeah, I, I know it's the weekend, but who? Anyway. <laughs> uh, Interact said its debit services were unavailable both online and at mm. checkouts and that e-transfer services were mostly down. BMO mm. said the outage, had effect- outage affected all financial institutions and caused interrupting- interruptions in debit services, transactions, and toll-free numbers. Toronto and Ottawa police services confirmed connection issues with dialing 911 and urged people to call using other cell providers or a landline. You're the only person I know that has a landline. Yeah, and it didn't work because it's Rogers. This comes at a bad time, though. Rogers, speaking of bundling, is seeking regulatory approval for a $26 billion takeover of Shaw. Can't do it. You know, and again, I'm a free enterprise guy and everything, but I'll tell you, every so often you get little lessons and little indications along the way that, yeah, sometimes there has to be intervention. Sometimes for the better of all, we have to make decisions that might stand in the way of free market. Um, this is this is because it's just so obviously just so important. Mm hmm. And, and you know, one other observation I uh, got through this, and you know, and I actually have some room to entertain it a bit, because when Rogers came out and said they had no idea what it was, and Delise was the first to say, I wonder if they've been hacked. I wonder, like, mm-hmm. is this the Russians? Is this the Russians whoever saying, hey, this is what we're capable of doing, just so you know? And would they ever, would the our government or would Rogers ever reveal that that was the story? You know, they have to scramble and make up another story. Well, I want to. Inter- just, yeah. Did you? I, first of all, yes. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I want to interject and say, did you ever? I haven't heard what the reason was. Have you? Yeah. Now it was, it was like a software upgrade or something that they were trying to, you know, enhance or help the system. And it, and it backfired. It all sounds weird to me, because if you're Rogers and again, half the country is wired through you, you're that vulnerable that a software update can cripple the country. I think it doesn't add up. And again, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but, you know, this is how they, you know, that could be step one in taking over your country, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a conspiracy guy. At least I was until, re, you know, real conspiracy nuts came along. And that's, right. you know, and now having heard that, it does goes to it does goes to shows you mm-hmm. just how vulnerable mm-hmm. we are. Uh, yeah. I'm not a Rogers customer. I do have everything I have is Internet and phone, obviously, through Bell. I wonder if that's what I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about at some point, which is I wonder what Bell was thinking. I wonder, you know, if people, how many of those 12 million Rogers customers said, fuck this and went over to Bell, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the different. 
but whether it was hacked or not, the explanation of an up, up a, a software upgrade on mm-hmm. on a Friday in Canada in the summertime mm-hmm. just all seems yeah. a little bit odd. But and and just look, finally, I'd say they didn't know going into whatever upgrade in quotations they were going to do that there was a possibility that their yeah. customers would have you know been you know screwed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just all different situations. My son, Daniel, was at the airport, goes to the airport Friday morning. He's got a flight to Nashville. He gets there. His flight has been canceled because of the problem through Rogers. And then he has to scramble to make other arrangements. So he goes to use his phone, can't use his phone because it's Rogers. So those situations are stressful. Um, every A lot of people went through that. Yeah, it just, you know... It really does. This we should have more options in this country, and we and we don't. And we're gonna if this thing goes through with Shaw, we're gonna have even even less. Well, think about it. We basically have two options. It's kind of like beer used to be. You know, mm-hmm. it was Molson mm-hmm. and Labatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm only being partly facetious. We literally need more microbreweries in the telecommunications. And I know there's yes. wind and then whatever the fuck else they've got. But and a lot uh, of them are owned by the big guys. Exactly. Anyway. Well, and again, a lot of the mic, mm-hmm. a lot of those micro beers you're drinking now are owned by those companies. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, move on now because the uh, very fine entertainment uh, reporter, the man who has a, an acumen when it comes to the business. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Bill Brio is about to join us in a second. And Bill, my friends, is what we call around here. An official friend of the show, putting up Hall of Fame numbers, and our gigs guy, guest of the day. Uh, now that travel seems to be, you know, a thing people are doing again, you know, before the dark times, before the pandy. If you want peace of mind when you travel, surf like a local with the tap of a button. Gig Sky is what we're talking about, offering a 100% data plan for all your data needs. When you're on the go, take Gig Sky with you. FaceTime, WhatsApp, Instagram, you know, in some of the countries you might be traveling, their service providers are still working. If you need a hotel, rental car, or just looking for things to do, check out Gig Sky Travel Rewards. Download the app today and enter the promo code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan or visit gigsky.com for more in vermission. Uh, I don't know what Bill planned to talk about, but then everyone started dying. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Hi, Billy. <laughs> Bill, turn nope. your mic on there, pal. We can't hear you. Everything was going nope. so well. There was sounding very yeah. official. Yes. And Bill's mic isn't oh, working He doesn't yet. have his mic on. Can you hear us, Bill? No, I can't hear oh, Bill. He's just God, going. That would have been, that well, was he great. can hear us, but we yeah. can't hear him. Oh, that was a great introduction. Down left-hand corner, Bill, the... Uh, there's a picture of a microphone. You just click it, and then you click the up arrow. Mm-hmm. Select a microphone. Mm-hmm. We know this is your first time. Yeah, but- this is new for Bill. <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, well, he figures that out. I'm just reading that um, quietly. Uh, Testing. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Sorry, guys. No, no problem. Hang on a second, Bill. Finish the sec- uh, sentence quietly. Once. Oh, no. Quietly on Friday night, Netflix released another uh, <coughs> Dave Chappelle special. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, a, mm. it's 30. You? It's you'll, You know what? Take the 39 minutes or whatever it is and watch it. Oh, I will. Believe me, I will. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. Um, right. 
he's basically was uh, he went to this Duke Ellington uh, uh, art school. Yes. And they wanted to name the theater after him. And mm-hmm. he comes up to accept that honor. And it's just he's brilliant is what he is. I, I oh, know he is. I know. I you know. love the guy. Yeah. He's and, amazing. you know, I am Richard Pryor was one of my favorite comedians mm-hmm. when i was a kid but you know dave Chappelle is prior like there's just no doubt about it mm-hmm. hey bill now that you can hear us how are you let's get right to it um we were gonna talk I'm, about- I'm fine I'm, I'm sorry rogers just upgraded my <laughs> microphone that's right blame uh, rogers mm-hmm. uh were you a, are you a rogers or a bell i'm rogers so i was uh, completely shut down for 24 hours and I uh, used the time to thread my projector and watch 16-millimeter films. <laughs> neither, neither Bell or Rogers has any control over that, which is that's uh, funny. So that's why and you're serious when you say that, right? You oh, do I that. Am. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I watch some old Dick Van Dyke show episodes on 16-millimeter, wow. yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> that's really cool and, and unique. I, I do remember my dad, Lou Glassman. You know, he had a, a video, uh, whatever, a film <laughs> camera, and mm-hmm. we have all this old footage we used to watch those mm-hmm. whatever 16 millimeter we'd thread the the projector it was quite something mm-hmm. uh as i said um there was lots of stuff to talk about better call saul we'll get to that but a lot of people since we last spoke uh, famous can you know celebrities have passed away so why don't you just throw them out there in no particular <laughs> order yeah, you know, these always do seem to come in bunches. But on Friday, uh, there was, a, 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 well, Larry Storch. People remember, I don't know if anybody remembers. F. F True. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, he was a second banana and, uh, on a lot of different comedies in the 60s especially. But uh-huh. uh, he lived to be almost 100. And wow. uh, I re- interviewed him about 25 years ago uh, when he was really old then. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we talked a bit about that show. It's a show, if F-Troop would be highly offensive today because it was set post-Civil War. And, you know, it was always about the uh, Civil War guys were fighting <laughs> the uh, Native Americans who were all played by, like, Don Rickles and yeah. Edward Everett Horton. There, no Native Americans were involved in the cast <laughs> at all. And their names are like Yellow Chicken and Bald yes. Eagle. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it was pretty... <laughs> Pretty it was pretty intensely politically incorrect at the time. Oh, yeah, horrifying. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Larry Storch was a funny guy. I, I uh, you know, and he was in a lot of movies with um, oh uh, Tony Curtis. He and Tony Curtis were in World War II together, and they were on the same submarine, mm-hmm. and uh, they stayed lifelong friends. So that when Curtis became a movie star, he would keep bringing in. Uh, you know, Larry Storch to be the second banana or some some character, and he played in about five or six Tony Curtis films. Wow, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. And at the time, that uh, political incorrectness, we would just sit there and watch it and laugh. Oh, and yeah. oh yeah, that's what it, that's what you call it. That's on then. Yeah, those those, that, those are the names of Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. And, and well, and it's funny. Like at the time, you don't know. But you look no. back, as you said, look, yeah, I look back thinking yeah. about, we probably had this conversation, the three of us, but I, I think about yeah. some of the stuff on Bugs Bunny cartoons, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, and there would be, say, Native people portrayed or Japanese people portrayed, oh, yeah. and you would just think, oh, okay, yeah. well, uh, 
I guess it's cool. I guess that's cool. Yeah, wasn't there an episode where Bugs is actually mimicking a Japanese guy? Yeah. Well, the rabbit yeah. is mi- mimicking a Japanese. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and that's where the, the Mel Lastman got into uh, problems with the whole boi- boiling people in pots from Looney Tunes. Well, you know, when he was going to Africa. A lot of those were made in wartime so that the yes. racial stereotypes mm-hmm. were aimed at the enemy, you know, at the time. And, uh, you know, there was a Popeye cartoon called You're a Sap, Mr. Jap. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bomb goes off and, you know, Popeye's like, I never met a Jap that wasn't yellow. And people cheered and roared in theaters mm-hmm. because it was wartime and it was yeah. part of the jingoism that was happening. You look at them today and, of course, you can't show them on TV mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, and, and even a channel like Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. There's so much blackface in films in the 30s, right through up to World War II. Bing Crosby and Bugs Bunny, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that they have to sort of set those things in context if they ever show them. No, but that, I'm that glad gives. That they don't just ban them. I'm glad they show them and explain them at least right. because. You have to realize where everybody was coming from, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because I, just as you, came, you were coming on, we were talking about Chappelle. And the main point of Chappelle's latest special, which is really just him talking to these kids at a school, is the whole idea of artistic expression in context. So what mm-hmm. you just told me there gave me some context for why they did that. It was World War II. We were at war with Japan. Yeah. There was a there's a reason this artistic expression existed. And as Chappelle's whole point is, you can't take it out of context. There's nuance to art. There's, you know, in a musical or it's a, mm-hmm. uh, or um, a, an art, a piece of art, there's nuance and there's the artistic expression. And his whole point is the freedom to have that. Mm-hmm. Verse and, and and anyways, it's really when you guys get well, to see it, you'll know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, listen, we were kids in the mid '60s when Looney Tunes were huge. We were, you know, just 20 years removed from the Second World War, right? And yeah. the, you know, a lot of our fathers and uncles were in the war, and the terms used to describe the enemy were just free and easy in the mid '60s. I remember, you know, you know, being out on the street and playing war games, and some of the the terms we use for the enemy it's just well just the way it was it wasn't just racism too i remember watching looney tunes and why all this fuss about white wall tires and uh rationing sugar and uh you know Mm -hmm. it didn't make any sense to me growing up in (laughs) tobacco yeah exactly references went on and on and uh you know they they were about a different time Mm -hmm. one of the things and this isn't my bit but i've heard it i love it it's like one of the things I thought was going to be a lot more important in my life from all those Looney Tune cartoons was quicksand. I really, really mm. thought oh, yeah. that quicksand would be, would be a lot more important than it turned out to be. Uh, let's talk hey, about... But, but one other point on that, when it really became graphic, remember Tarzan movies? You actually saw people sinking oh, in yeah. the quicksand? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if uh, we can talk about it. You know, I... It, one thing about when people you admire or have enjoyed their work, when they pass away, and again, no offense to Larry Storch, I haven't thought about F Troop in a long time, but I think about The Godfather fairly regularly, my favorite movie, I watch it probably every couple of years, And but I hadn't thought of James Caan for a long time, and uh, was a bit sort of like, oh, that's too bad, I, he passed away, and what, what, how old would he have been? 
think he was 82 or 3. And, there you uh, go. You know, he did a lot of television. And the first time I was really conscious of him was Brian's song, right? Yes. He was, mm-hmm. played Gail oh, Sayers wow. in that movie uh, opposite Billy D. Williams. That was one of the first big TV movies. and uh, Yeah, made for you know, TV, right, yeah. Grown men are still weeping over Brian's song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I remember that. But that he was went a back, tearjerker. He mm. went back right uh, to uh, Route 66. You know, he had roles in, early, in the early 60s. And then I ran into him. They were shooting a show called Las Vegas. He was actually the series lead. This is a series that was on about 12 years ago. No one remembers it. Uh, but uh, I saw him at a NBC press tour party. And boy, he looked uncomfortable. He just was looking for the exit. I don't know. <laughs> he, he just didn't want to talk to guys like me saying, hey, you're back on television. Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what he was good in? Uh, and I know if you guys, I'm sure you've seen it, Billy, but maybe Fred, uh, was Elf. I thought he was great in Elf. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. He was so good right. in that. And, uh, and it's a back. great movie. Yeah, it is a very funny movie. It's good. Uh, Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel and... Uh, yeah, again, it's one of those responses. I'm sure everyone has it, depending on who it is. But I was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I hadn't, again, hadn't thought of James Conn in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else along? Uh, there's quite a, l- a list. So we, like, let's get through it so that we can also talk about some of the, the TV that you recommend. But there's, uh, who else uh, passed away? Well, uh, Tony Sirico. Talk about uh, The Godfather and uh, movies of that ilk. You know, he was in The God, he was, of course, famed for The Sopranos. He was Polly Walnuts. And uh, he actually went, he auditioned to play Uncle Junior. Right. And uh, David Chase said to him, I got bad news. You don't have that one, but I want you to play Polly Walnut. So he ended up with a, a role. And you couldn't imagine anyone else in that role, those white sidewall hairstyles. And, uh, he was great. I love mm-hmm, Polly Walnuts. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic and did comedy. There's that great episode where they're stuck in the woods, the Russians, uh, you know, and uh, he and Christopher are sort of abandoned. <laughs> I love <laughs> they that. Nearly, they nearly die uh, from exposure in the snow. But there's a guy who actually went to jail for like, you know, a couple of years. He was a stick-up guy in, in New York. You know, like this guy did some time. Uh, so he knew about the drama of playing criminals. But he also was in a lot of Woody Allen movies. He was in an episode of Police Squad. Wow. Like he, he could do comedy as well as drama. And uh, did it very well. Dan Duran just uh, sent me a you note, know, Bill, quickly. Uh, he reminded me that James Conn, I think, it was in Rollerball as well. That was Norman Jewison, yeah. And uh, Conn was very athletic. He was a yeah. running back at uh, Michigan State. So he got roles where it was required, where he did some. And that was a sport they made up, right? You know, it was a, <laughs> That's it was, right. It was a dangerous one, you know. And, and Jewison kept trying to talk Conn out of actually – you know, let, put your stunt guy in there and cut. He doesn't look like me. Give me the ball. You know, like That's he funny. kept going in. Um, and finally, uh, Patrick Watson. Yeah. Now there's the Canadian in the group and uh, a guy who is, uh, I guess, somewhat forgotten now, but um, he was well known for a number of things. He was a CRTC chairman in the mid eighties, late eighties, but back in the uh, mid sixties, he was on one of the greatest shows ever made in Canada. This hour has seven days. Mm-hmm. It was a news magazine that only ran for two seasons, but it was um, just groundbreaking and way ahead of its time. Uh, I saw an episode uh, several years ago with Orson Welles and Patrick Watson. He's just 
going after Wells like crazy, saying, yeah, you, you, all you've ever done since Citizen Kane is magic tricks, you know. <laughs> Wells is glowering and just mm-hmm. smoke from his cigar. But by the end of it, you know, the two of them are heading off to a bar together. Um, it was just a really immediate, in-your-face show that was very unusual for that era. Yeah. And I think a lot of Canadians our age would remember that. I certainly remember him. I don't know that I recall episodes, but I remember that he had a show and he was somebody well-known in the Canadian culture. And yeah. would he have been in his 80s or 90s, that guy? He was, I think, in the early 90s, 92. Yeah, he'd have yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. No, he'd been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He actually lost part of his leg. He fell off a right. ladder, I believe, in the early 60s and uh, didn't slow him down. He was very involved in shows on both sides of the border and uh, quite a broadcasting legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of broadcast legends, uh, I, I I don't know how to explain this. I loved Breaking Bad, and when it was over, I endeavored to start watching Better Call Saul. I also love Bob Odenkirk comedically and uh, his character. And I'm gonna go. It's gonna sound strange. I'm gonna go back at some point because I gave it a shot, Bill, and I just didn't like it. Same here. Well, I don't know. Uh, Maybe fine. it was too soon, Freddie. I, I don't know, but and I and I just hear great things about it all the time, and it's one of those. But I was like that with Breaking Bad. It I was the third run of Breaking Bad, so that's something else that's on my list for the fall. Mm-hmm. Those are shows that require so much concentration. You really yeah. have to be into them, and uh, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I didn't jump onto Better Call Saul right away because. Uh, the Breaking Bad ended so well. It was such yes. a perfect finale. And you just thought, oh, phew, we're done. <laughs> and then, but to sort of take that up again, yeah, you got to decide. And maybe you don't do it for five years. Maybe you start now. Well, but, uh, it is worth it. It's a very good show. In the first season, if I'm not mistaken, that was the storyline with his brother, the shut-in lawyer. Right. Yeah. And and I, I gave I, I gave it an I probably watched all the first season now that I recall it. I just didn't it didn't do it for me. But now that I see that Cranston and Aaron Paul, um, you know, Mr. White and whatever that guy's name is, are coming back and they're gonna be part of the I I, I now I'm like, oh, now I'll go back. Because I'd l I, I think that would be cool to see how that the two storylines intersect. You know, it's more of a winter project now, but I found that interesting. So maybe you could tell us about it. Well, that's what's happening is that Better Call Saul is a prequel to uh, Breaking Bad. So it's catching up now with these last six episodes to the point where Walter White, played by Brian Cranston, is on the scene, comes to uh, Better Call Saul Goodman, who's a shady lawyer. Mm-hmm. So th- this past and present will intersect mm. as this series ends. And... Uh, It'll all sort of draw those loose ends together. Seeing a lot of Aaron Paul these days on, uh, you know, uh, he's, got a deal. he's got a deal with one of those wagering companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he he's really? he's on a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you watch the sports channels, he's on a lot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I've seen uh, Gretzky and uh, Jerry D's got a deal. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we're, yeah. by the way, we're open for if some sports book. Deals. We're open for deals. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got some. We've got a great partnership with uh, DraftKings and Bodog. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul wrapping up. And just uh, remind me, I mean, you may have said it, Billy. How many seasons is Better Call Saul? Boy, I think it's the sixth. And, 
yeah, six seasons, and just okay. like um, Breaking Bad, I believe. But uh, very intense. But Odenkirk, you know, there's a guy. His whole career was comedy. So hats off to him. Uh, and and a, a number of the people, James Caan, all these guys could do both comedy and drama very, very well. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a skill. Uh, and uh, finally, well, not finally. Uh, well, I guess this is the last one. You've. What about the rehearsal and Nathan uh, Fielder? <laughs> Nathan Fielder, I don't know if you're aware of this guy. He had a show called uh, Nathan for You. He's from Ontario, I believe, and uh, he is uh, just a quirky, not everybody's cup of tea. My son's favorite guy, though, loves this mm-hmm. guy, and he's just very awkward, and he's got a new show called uh, The Rehearsal, and he literally he, he meets up with real people, and he says, listen, I built a replica of your house. I'm going to bring cameras and crew in. <laughs> We're going to make your life better. And so uh, these people go along with their real people. They're not actors. They go along with this idea. They think it's a reality show. But um, it's it's all strange and awkward, but very, very funny. And uh, he does this other show, How To, with John Wilson, I've talked about in the past, uh, which is, uh, if you look for it on Netflix, it's a, a brilliant show. Uh, but he's just a different beat this guy okay fielder very funny um i'm glad you're on today because we always enjoy catching up but part of it too uh, selfishly is you know i i'm you've given us some good suggestions I, I i go to netflix and i know we've all had this thing i just don't know what to watch right now it's like you know um I, i've started leaning on stuff and maybe this happens to you guys too sometimes i'm just like i don't want to bother with something new i don't want to take a chance I've watched a couple older movies. I watched The Runaway Jury recently. Uh, you know, just to, and I know they're old movies, but I know they're good, and I know I'm going to enjoy them. But if you have to recommend to someone like me or Freddie, other than those two, is there something else that you think, oh, my gosh, you just got to see this? I tell you what I'm watching now, which I love, is season two of Only Murders in the, Bu- in the Building with um, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, right. And, uh, Where, what, where's that? What's that? Uh, it's on Disney Plus here in Canada. It's Hulu in the States. Okay. Uh, and so um, that's one I really recommend. Well-written, funny. A lot of new people on it this season. Uh, Shirley MacLaine <laughs> is part of the cast. Uh, what's the premise uh, of that one? Uh, it's literally a murder mystery. And uh, these three guys live in a Dakota-like a Manhattan apartment. And a murder takes place. And they start a podcast about it. Uh, season one, they, they solved it. And then season two, they're the prime suspects in a new murder. Okay. And uh, there's just uh, all the other different people in the building are quite hilarious. The, um, this, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead no, no, no. I, I, and one other thing I've heard about is uh, this man from Toronto with. Uh, Loved it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Or you've seen it? Yes. Uh, and that's yeah. with uh, Woody Harrelson's Woody, in that? Yeah, Woody Harrelson's. Yeah. And who's the other guy? Um I have not seen it. Yeah, yet, it's good, but I have heard it's pretty good. Um, uh, it's well, Kevin Hart. You know, right, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and yeah. it's not. You know, it's it's Kevin Hart plays a comedian, and something non-comedic happens, and the man from Toronto is a uh, contract killer. Mm. And uh, it's great. I really enjoy. So it's it. not set in Toronto. He's just no. the man from Toronto. Uh, there are okay. some Toronto scenes. 
Right. But mm-hmm. uh, you'll see, it's not just, it's not about a man from Toronto. That's just his code name kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the, thank the, you. The other two things, quickly, I'll just say Barry, I've caught up with. Uh, I really enjoyed that. If, if you haven't seen that yet, with, uh, you know, uh, the Fonzies in that, of course. Uh, but the other one is Hacks, which is. Second season is also up now. That's on uh, Crave. Yeah, and that's about the woman who's the comedian who hires the other woman to help her. I've seen that, right? Yeah, it's exactly right. And where is it? it, Where is that on? I'm sorry. It's on Crave. Okay, I got to write that down. Yeah, I keep writing. And uh, it's very, very funny. Um, Yeah, it's a generational thing. You've got like this uh, comedian who's, uh, you know, about 70 and she's trying to make this comeback and she's got this Gen Xer as her writer uh, and it's sort of just like only in the murder same thing you've got this generational thing skipping a generation <laughs> and it's a it's a great dynamic so it's kind of fun well, yeah, I was going to wait till the fall too, but uh, with all the unsettled weather last week I got caught up with Peaky Blinders and loved it right. unbelievable show. unbelievable yeah. yeah I finished that too so good yeah yeah, and by the way, how would, how did you do with the? Did you do subtitles? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I went half and half as well. There were some scenes where I had to go back and put the subtitles on because I had no idea what they said. Yes. But I found it easier for some reason this season. Yeah. Like I'd be watching it and then realized that I didn't have the subtitles on, but then get to a point where, oh right, maybe I should. Yeah. No, I hear you, uh, Bill yeah, Brio. Yeah. Yes, sir. I just want to say we appreciate you. Bill's latest podcast features a guest that we had on last week and another friend of the show, Ron James. Right. Catching up with Ron. He's a great guest. He's going to be at Stratford uh, this Saturday. That's right. Stand up for the first time there. Uh, Did you have any final thoughts? Brio.tv, that type of thing? The other thing is just, you know, uh, movies. You were saying how you found one you liked and you knew you would enjoy it. Yes. The new James Bond film is finally up and you can just watch it now, stream it for free. I don't know if you guys saw that one, but it's just I never I couldn't even finish it. It was uh, just sad. Uh, This is the latest uh, last Craig uh, or what's the name? Daniel Craig one. Yeah. No time to die. Yeah, I've seen it. It's very weak. Yeah, it is. Uh, But you, my friend. You're like the Marvel Universe of television commentators. You always deliver something surprising and uh, great production values. Okay, maybe not that last part. Anyway, Bill Brio, all the best to you. B-R-I-O-U-X. That's how he spells his name. Look him up. Check out his podcast. And as always, a pleasure to be with you, sir. Great to be with you guys. Thanks again. Thanks, Bill. There's Bill Brio, man. Good lad. Good lad. Great lad. Great lad, great Brampton yeah. boy, always Brampton, brings the heat. Brampton, oh, Brampton. Brampton. Um, might, might you tell us a, a thing or two, Mr. Patterson, about... Yes, about our uh, another great lad, uh, uh, Tim Niblett, the, the retirement Sherpa. Uh, Tim is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Timmy, again, you know... Crazy times right now with the stock market up and down and interest rates going up and people trying to decide exactly where they should place their money. Well, you need an expert. Tim is that guy. If you need a guy, yes, he is that guy. Licensed on both sides of the border. He brings a lot of logic to the situation. And you're rest assured. You just feel good after speaking with Tim, whether you become his client or not. Give him the time. Find out what he's all about and what he can offer. He's the Retirement Sherpa, retirementsherpa.ca. Well done. Well said. 
All the best to you. Uh, we'll have Dan Duran back here momentarily. I, uh, we were talking, I can't remember, this. at the start of the show, we were talking about your babysitting your son's friend's dog, and you've got, uh, your daughter has a new dog. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? It uh, doesn't matter the circumstances, but you've got a French, bu- French bulldog yes. in your house. Right. And you showed me this morning. I love these dogs. When I first started noticing them, when I went to Brooklyn, when Charlie moved to Brooklyn uh, a couple years before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and walking around Brooklyn, it was literally every dog I saw. Cut to Toronto in this uh, nowadays times. Mm-hmm. And I told you before the show, every other dog I see is a French bulldog. I love them. They seem a bit uncomfortable to me. They got the pudgy, you know, pushed in mm. face. They're a bit wheezy. Oh, yeah. But what I loved about your son's dog there is that his name. Oh, yeah. Douglas. Now, you know, I st- we, I've had Stan right. for a, a 10 years. Right. When I, when I named him Stan, when we named him Stan, there weren't a lot of dogs named right. human names. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now, they're everywhere. I love them. And when you were calling Doug today, mm-hmm. it Dougie. just made me some Dougie. And <laughs> then when you showed me Doug, I'm like, oh, Dougie. I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I love well, well, it. I, 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 it's funny you say that about these French bulldogs because... Again, detached and not knowing a history or not knowing one, I would probably see one on the street and think, what would the attraction be there? It's an odd, ugly-looking thing, snorting. But, man, this thing is so affectionate, such a sweetheart and smart. Mm. I, I get it now. I've fallen. I've literally fallen in love with this guy. He's something else. And the thing is... He sleeps in my room on a bed, and his snoring is crazy. Now I know, <laughs> yeah. now I know how Delise feels. Seriously. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, Stan is in that yeah. family, and they have these mm-hmm. pud- they their their noses, their airways are blocked somehow. Yeah. Stan nice does design. the same. He, he nice is exactly. Stan was up at the cottage. He, he was playing mm-hmm. all day Saturday with another dog. Right. right. When we went to bed that night. I was reading something on my phone, and I had my headphones on, and I could hear this noise, and it was him mm-hmm. snoring. He was out mm-hmm. like a kid. Right. Doug. Yeah, I went to bed at about quarter to ten last night. The dog came in and laid on the bed, and he didn't move until I got up this morning, like at six ten or whatever it was. And the same thing, because he's just running around in the backyard all day, and then I take him for walks and for his poops. and. And you know what the funny thing is? They tell you with these dogs, you got to watch it because they overheat really quickly. He'll just stop. Like, you'll be walking. He will just stop and sit down. And you got to pick him up and bring him home. Yeah. He just shuts it down. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, Stan's very comfortable. As you guys will see, around the water, he loves being outside. And but the, and mm-hmm. Steven, my buddy Steve, Sinky's is his nickname. Mm-hmm. He and I were talking, because his dog is a 75-pound German short-haired pointer that mm-hmm. lopes like he's one of those dogs it's like a, he's like a mini horse he just gallops around and, mm-hmm. and but we were talking about how most of the time and you guys have dogs dogs mm-hmm. just nap all day so mm-hmm. when you are but so when you're in a new environment or with another dog neither of them napped so they were just exhausted Mm-hmm. <laughs> and True. and Stan gets overheated, and he would just walk down to the water's edge, take a little drink, and then just like sit there for a sec- for a mm-hmm. second. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, it's crazy how these little things you can fall in love with them, like yeah. just something else. And then my daughter got a rescue through Greece, where she got. It was a woman in Toronto who had got the dog through Greece. I'll have to talk to Lumby about that because I know he has a history with that. Lumby uh, supports. Uh, he's going to be with us tomorrow. I think he supports a charity called. Uh, F- f- rescue what is it dan something pause from greece yes, uh, something like that yeah i can't remember. um but anyway gonna... this you can tell this little terrier has been through a lot and yeah when it walked in the house for the first time the other day it was like just literally crawling along the floor like totally like cowering freaked out cowering yeah just so so sad it all it wants to all of, all it wants is to be loved. So you give it lots of love, and you can just see it sort of coming out of that shell. Yeah, there's still a long way to go, but God, it's a sweet dog. The too. charity is called Stray Paw Stray Paws from Greece. Jeff will be with us tomorrow, and he'll have more to yeah. say about it. Right. Um, and you know, Stan's been around mm-hmm. Clifford, Dan's dog. They get along yeah. fine. My daughter's dog, Billy. He's going to be hanging around here today. Stan gets along fine. But I have noticed Stan, as he's gotten older, you know, as docile as he is, very gentle dog, very shy in his own weird way, and but a sweetie, you know. And he, uh, so Parker is my buddy Stinky's dog. And it's a, again, it's a huge, rambunctious, strong animal, and really sweet. These German short haired pointers are beautiful. So when they started hanging out together, Stan had a stick. And Stan loves his sticks, and Parker came to get the stick, and they got into a little bit of a fight. And Parker, being the bigger dog, kind of sort of dominated Stan a little bit, but Stan kind of growled back, and they had like a little dog scrap. Everything was fine. A couple hours later, same thing happened, and I look over, and this big dog is trying to pin Stan. And Stan did that kind of um, snarly, like that noise. <laughs> and the next thing you know, Parker's face is bleeding where Stan bit him. No way. Just fucking nipped him right on the a, nose. Oh, dog owner's nightmare. Right on the nose. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And it was a little cut, but it was a bleeder. Right? It wasn't like a scratch. It was and not a big cut. Mm-hmm. But in that snarly moment where my dog was being pinned, he's like, fuck this shit. And he snapped back at him. And for the rest of the time, Parker was like, oh, we cool. We're cool. We're good. We're good. We're fine. We're good. We're good. We're, good. Okay, we're good. You could just see anytime Parker would come near Stan, he'd be like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm good. We're good. You good? Are we good? Are we good? You're not going to bite me in the face again, are you? Because that hurt. Mm-hmm. Poor Parker. He had a big bloody nose. Yeah, it's funny the way they look after their territory, because even this Winnie, my daughter's dog, this so, like, again, pathetic is a good word when you can watch her, like, just cowering. But she got out on the lawn there, and if Dougie bugged her a bit, she 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 found some confidence, I'll tell you, went at him pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I've seen Stan do this now, as he's gotten older with dogs, when they try and mess with him a little bit and i said to steve i said don't worry when the first time when the bigger dog pins stan and mm-hmm. he was upset i said don't worry i said they'll first of all i said they'll work it out mm-hmm. and i say i and i predicted this i said i promise you at some point stan will tune him up he just mm-hmm. will i've seen it but mm-hmm. i i mean i felt bad because again it didn't link it wasn't a he didn't have to go to the vets but i felt you know terrible i'm here as a guest in your home and my dog just bit your dog's face <laughs> um before we get to Dan Duran's news, which is upcoming momentarily, I would like to say 
It's on, Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook has arrived. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops. So much more, of course, during the hockey season. Bet special parlays, spreads, money lines, and more. Do it now from anywhere in the province. Join the action, download the app, and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. To celebrate, uh, DraftKings is, uh, not to celebrate, let me say DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get excited, download the app. Get in all the action only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you have gambling problems, call Connex Ontario, 1-866-531-2600. Go to DraftKingsSportsbook.com for details. There you go. The Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Get a free quote today. Go to chamberplan.ca. All sorts of testimonials there, too. Take the time to read them. All small businesses that didn't think it possible to be able to have a benefits package for their small business, for their small group of people who deserve that type of security. It can be done. All different products under the umbrella, depending on what level you buy in at, but it is affordable for small business. Really, don't take it just from me. Go there today, chamberplan.ca. Dan, did you hear the problems that Fred was having with his mouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, with the mouse pad. Not oh, mouse pad. Yeah. He the didn't have pad. the mouse in action. It was a pad right. problem. Yes. Are you having a pad problem? Are you talking to me? I'm not having any yeah, pad I mean, problem. No, I'm you. fine. Oh, okay. oh, because I don't have a mouse, that was a joke. Well, the <laughs> thing is, I use the traditional mouse, and it's flawless. And then when I use the mouse pad on this other computer, the second one I'm using, then you've got to sort of be precise. And I'm not as precise as I should be. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how I clicked yeah, out yeah. of the show this right. morning before we got going right. as well. Yeah, don't you worry about it. I, th- I thought you brought it up, Fred, because you were having a problem. But you just brought it up to, to somehow deflect your mouse uh, no, I, I was oh. I was there was some deflection. I, I admit you're right. You're right. Okay. There was. Okay. Okay. You're right. Well, we've done an investigation. Got to the the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you caught me. I was deflecting my inability to get to the next um <laughs> the, next, <laughs> the next item. You fucker. Next item on the agenda. How dare you! know me so well. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man comes, as for credentials, he has none, can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Yeah, Dan Duran. Live from Lakeside with Humble and Fred News, here's Anchorman, Daniel Gebert Duran. With all the Roe versus Wade fallout, Texas, in their crazy town approach to governing, legally made the fetus a person. And among the list of unintended side effects, there is this. A pregnant woman was traveling in the HOV lane, which requires two or more people to travel in by herself. She gets pulled over and claimed that she was legally traveling because there was two people in the car, herself and the one inside her womb. An officer peeked in and asked, is there anybody in the car? I said, well, yes. 
Yes, where? I pointed to my stomach and said, My baby girl, it's right here. She's a person. Oh, no, it's got to be two people outside the body. This is a living child according to everything that's going on, and uh, so I don't know why you're not seeing that. A $215 ticket was written. It had her blood boiling, and she doesn't know why it fell on deaf ears. But as a woman, to her, it was shocking. Yeah, I saw that story. Very interesting. You know, they're like, hey, you know, we've given citizenhood to, you know, the zygote. <laughs> Fred's, Fred's uh, me, it's just, exhale. Yeah. You know, it's two people. It would have been a person in the other seat. That's the idea. Yeah. You know, because it's it's to get people out of cars and traveling together. So the fetus in the womb really doesn't apply. So, well, according the, to the state, the outrage comes from, huh? No, but according to the state, it does now. That, that's what she was trying to say. She's like, okay, if you make this, if you give this rights, then it has the mm-hmm. right to be a second. If you think this is a second person, which, you know, at the stage she was, mm-hmm. that's a fully formed human being. She's got a point. But the point is the whole country's fucking broken. That's the point. It, yes, it, to me, it's just stuff like that that hurts the overall cause because it's to me, it's just so silly that, you know, people look at that. Me personally, I can't speak for everyone and go on. Oh, you know what? Shut up. We know what the spirit of that law is and why it's in place. Well, I, but, I, I, uh, I, yeah. I disagree. Okay. It's because it's because it's listen, the HOV law isn't what's being talked about here. That's your I, to me. That's kind of like right. No, I get it. That's sort yeah. of missing the point. But I get. It. I sure I understand mm-hmm. by the letter of what an HOV lane is. I get it. She's she's pulling a bit of a. She's making a statement, and she's making. She's trying to make a statement that the fucking Texas law is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger issue to me. But uh, you know, and, me, and I'm, I'm sure there's a, a whole pile of other side effects to that law from you know like if it, mm-hmm. murder convictions if you know it, but, it gets a little weird after a while but if you're it. trying to make that point is this the way to make the point i think it yeah. alienates as many people as it, it anyway yeah, um, i'll give you that yeah. sure maybe yeah. this isn't the best way to make mm-hmm. the point but given uh what they're up against you mm-hmm. know it's sort of a t- to me it's a tiny gesture it's just a mm-hmm. small little um, What's amazing is it becomes international news. International. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah but what a crazy country, man. It's, yeah. it's to, to the point of it's disturbing how um, they're eating themselves. Ugh. There was an article I was going to send you to. By the way, Dan, that podcast, I did listen to it. The yeah. psychology of the GOP so and Bannon yeah. and mm-hmm. the triumphant yeah. of Carlson, Bannon and Trump. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Just fascinating. Um, By the way, Bannon has agreed now to testify January 6th. So he's squirming a bit, they think. Because he goes on trial July 18th, he could end up in prison. And now he's trying to sort of circumvent that. Well, if I testify now, maybe you can withdraw the, you know, the charges for me not answering the subpoena. The contempt it's of very court. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow is going to be a big day. July 12th the next hearing but it doesn't really even matter you know i the, mm-hmm. the, i read this article and i was going to find it and send it to you too about the country gearing up for civil war and how mm-hmm. the problem with the left is they have no 
maybe they do understand what's coming, but I don't think they understand the full extent or, the, or they're still, like a lot of us, still hoping that it somehow gets resolved. But as that podcast that you sent us, basically, if it's no longer about Trump. They had a great phrase for him. He's like more of the, mm-hmm. like he represents the, the MAGA past. Like the MAGA future is Bannon and the mm-hmm. radicalization of it, but it's pretty scary shit, fellas. Started stuff up. And yeah, look around the world. There's a Brazilian uh, a candidate in their election that just was assassinated, uh, I think, yesterday. And then there was mm-hmm. uh, the Japanese prime minister. Who, yeah, Shinzo Abe assassinated. Assassinated. And uh, around the poli- I'd say the wrong people are getting assassinated, but the... Uh, the thing is that the, the violence is now it's it's uh, what Fred's talked about last week about copycat stuff and it's starting mm-hmm. to you know world politics is starting to take hold with this this uh, just absolutely because they saw in the states how it enabled a huge segment of the population and the thing is once that gets rolling I mean you can't stop it yeah it's not going back in because individually you might look like a wretched racist pig but collectively like yeah. you know you're it's like a movement now that has some strength Ugh. that it's shinzo abe uh, assassination one of the things i found fascinating this i i heard the story first thing friday morning did you not find it interesting that it was a homemade gun yes well, it's tough was, to get in there. well that's what i mean like yeah and that's one of the reasons like as an ex-prime minister he had security mm-hmm. But not to the level that you would have if you were the current prime minister. Right. But mm-hmm. also, they did, the way they, the person was talking about it, I was listening to CNN, I guess. And the way they were describing it is the perimeter around the prime ministers of Japan, mm-hmm. not the same because they don't really worry about a gun. They, they set a different kind of uh, security footprint is how they called it. I thought that's interesting mm-hmm. that in other countries, they're not really worried about somebody shooting you. Except mm-hmm. with the homemade gun, which again was mm-hmm. somewhat. Well, like they're they're a country of something like 70, 175 million people, and they had one gun related uh, murder in the last. You said one hundred and seventy five million. Is that the population of Japan? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Um, one one gun related murder. Not that they don't have murders there, but gun related one. Um. What kills me too about this, the January sixth thing is the way that side, the you know far right, is just writing it off as nonsense and yeah. one sided. When it just yeah, last night on Sirius XM, when I went to bed listening to some radio, have you ever seen this Dan Bongino fucking guy on Fox? No, he's just a king sized dick. Yeah. And he has a guest on and, you know, they're just laughing it off, like, you know, chuckling, like how silly the whole thing is. And then, of course, they want to touch on Trump reaching for the steering wheel. So that's the big story now. Mm-hmm. Which Throwing concerned up me against right the from, wall. Yeah. Which concerned me because I thought, you know, with these people, you got to watch everything you say, because if you give them one little seed of something that could be questioned, they're going to run with it. And that's what they've done with that. Yeah, it's physically impossible for him to reach over and touch that steering wheel. Well, that's not the point, you assholes. But anyway, this Dan Bongino and he's got another far right guy and they're just chuckling about it like it's a goofy little thing. And I'm thinking, wow, again, this is your country in the balance. This is serious stuff. And this this is the way. That you handle it? You care that little about your country. Yeah, it's, I know. 
It's crazy, man. And and before we get to our next guest, I'll just I'll, I'll just say because we could be discussing this for the next three years, but. Mm-hmm. On the day of uh, the latest, you know, not the latest, because I'm sure there's been others, but on the Independence Day shooting, where that guy shot seven people, injured 30 or whatever, mm-hmm. he gets, the, you know, the one who put on a dress for his getaway and was going to go shoot some more people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he got arrested. Nothing happened to him. He got arrested without incident. Mm-hmm. On the same day, a young black man mm-hmm. was pulled over by police. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but uh, you know, you'll you'll know the story. Mm-hmm. And he ran away, mm-hmm. fine, with no gun on him, and was shot mm-hmm. sixty times. Yes. Well, they had to make sure, Howard. Sixty times they shot this kid. Mm-hmm. He's twenty four years old. They could have tackled him. They could have tasered him. They could have let him run away. And when I heard that, it's like, you know, they're, like I said, the country is broken. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, you and I and uh, Daniel, we're not going to live long enough to see it fixed. Yeah. No, and you talk about a civil war, you know, other than the violence, they're already in a civil war. Oh, yeah, I agree. Because it, it is so polarized. It is so broken, as you say. Absolutely nothing is getting done because each side has dug in to the, to a great extent. So, yeah, they all that's left really is violence at this point. Yeah, and the thing uh, I read something this morning, like that's no joke. the The right has been stockpiling m- military style arms for mm-hmm. what they see is, and they think their country, they're defending their country. Uh, but let's move on, Dan. Uh, stick around for a little bit. We got away. We got away. We've got to. Uh, we got a great. Uh, guest here. I'm just going to uh, get him settled in. Jason Schiff is uh, going to be talking to us. Very interesting. From Amicons, AmexCon. He's the executive uh, sales manager of AmexCon. I want to make sure I'm getting that right. When Jason Amex uh, on. Amex on. Thank you. Amex on. Yes, I, I, I should be able to read, Jason. I apologize. Amex on. Yes. Uh, just turn your camera on if you want. You don't have to. Absolutely, let me get that for you right now. Taking the concept of sustained technology. You're fine. I can hear you. Ah, there you are, Jason. Look, look at Jason's like, hey, I get to hang out with three grandpas. This is great. There we go. (laughs) Amazon, new sustainability. First of all, let's get right to, thank you very much for joining us, the executive sales manager. Just give us a quick description of Amexon, and, and then we can talk about some of the stuff you guys are developing. Thank you very much. We, we've um, been in the business for over 35 years and have a wide variety of portfolio ranging from uh, residential, office, hospitality, and and now on really truly focusing on the mixed uh, development side of things. That's interesting. You say when you say mixed development, you mean residential, business, commerce, and uh, you know people's residentials. It's kind of in, in, is that new? Is that a a new concept? And and making it green is part of what you guys do. It is. I mean, we really take in our existing portfolio and to see how to best use best how to. 
um, revigor these properties and see what uh, we can do in terms of adding to the infrastructure. But yeah, we're, I mean, I th- we're, we're Toronto's largest suburban yeah. office building developers. And um, yeah, we really try to uh, keep on improving and making the best uses of our of our existing portfolio and uh, adding to Toronto as it's continuing growing. And we're excited. We have a lot of projects in the pipeline. And right now we're very focused on the Central Park uh, development. So incorporating industry leading green features, for example. Yes, that, that was a big part of our project. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very respectful to the fact of the environment and uh, supporting viable and healthy communities uh, with social and, and economic sustainability in mind. Um, we are we are, we have solar panels on top of, on top of each building tower, mm-hmm. uh, green roofs. We're the first developer in Canada to incorporate electrical vehicle uh, stations in all of our in all of our parking uh, units. So that's that's yeah. one of the biggest green feature green features of development. And um, we have car sharing service, a bike sh- uh, sharing service as well too, which you'll be be able to download uh, by an app. So a, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting features, uh, part of a Mexon's green system, uh, sustainability. You know, Jason, it's interesting that uh, I was in a development not one of yours in London, but I, I, it's a newer building, and, and um, it's, it was just filled with younger people. And I say younger people, you know, in their late twenties to their early forties. And it's interesting, and maybe you can speak to this. What clients, to, what people want now, demand now in a building. Mm-hmm. Versus just an old stinky apartment from years gone by. And you say things like uh, electric vehicle charging stations. But there's so much more to these things. It's fitness. It's wellness. It's leisure. It's these social spaces where, yeah, you have your apartment, but you have access to so much more. Maybe you can talk a little bit about Central Park's um you know, some of the things that, you, and by the way, it's, we'll tell you where it is in a second, everyone. Yes. But talk to a little bit about the, the new version of apartment buildings, not just green, but also which, what are the amenities that the, the, the consumer de- demands now? Well, you know what? They are, people are very into the, you know, the healthy lifestyle and they're all about convenience. And for us, um, we are going to have a, a park club. Uh, at the center of the pro- of the development, it's fifty five thousand square feet of resort style amenities within the community, uh, such as indoor outdoor saltwater pool, uh, fully equipped fitness club, interactive fitness equipment, spinning studio, Pilato studio, yoga meditation room, uh, martial arts boxing studio. Wow. We will have a skating rink in the winter and. Um, and the spring and summer, will, there'll be there'll be a farmers market, and uh, it's three and a half three and a half acres of green space. There'll be an event space as well too. I mean, I think I think the public out there really wants something that will cater to their needs, and uh, it's something that's very important to us. So we just didn't want to do um, from the from the building aspect, from the residential side, we wanted to incorporate as many amenities as we can. It was very important to us, and the demand is 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 out there as well. Mm-hmm. And very close to uh, Leslie Subway uh, and the GO station, which, again, is very environmentally friendly. Hey, is there a, a real mind to in development now to live work spaces as well, like considering that some more people are... 
you know, Absolutely. working from home and uh, making those considerations. Absolutely. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we're trending more towards the, the hybrid lifestyle of working mm-hmm. from home, uh, which is occurring, um, especially the last couple of years. So it inspired mm-hmm. us to create a never seen before 5,000 square foot co-working space. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really unique. We're very excited. The design incorporates flexibility to foster networking and productivity. There'll be meeting rooms, business center, uh, and so forth. So that that was a big thing. And yeah, we are a true master plan community offering retail, uh, residential, and commercial as well. To settled in the Bayview Village mm. neighborhood. Well, I was going to say, first of all, you got a, you got the green element. You've got the high demand, the things that the consumers demand now in a, uh, in a condo or an apartment building. So tell us a couple of quick things now. Where is it and where is the presentation center? So we are, we are located at um, Leslie and Shepherd, uh, pre- right beside the, the, Mimico, the Oreo GO station will be relocating there. And Leslie, Sub- Leslie Subway Station is right there as well, too. The presentation center is located at 1200 Shepherd Avenue East. Uh, it's a it's a ten thousand square foot all glass presentation gallery. You can't miss it. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're we're, we're the, the gallery is open seven days a week as well too. And we encourage anybody from the public to register on our website at www.centralparktoronto.com. Not having ever gone through this, so what if somebody wants to purchase one of these units? Yes. Just give us the timeline. Uh, the presentation center is open now, as you say, at centralparktoronto.com. Yes. How, how does it work? You, 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 when is this thing going to be done, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to. Uh, well, fa- phase one and phase two, we anticipate o- uh, final occupancy to be 2025 and the remaining buildings to follow. And, you know, construction is, is, is going to start uh, this summer as well, too. So it's, it's, it's a five-tower um, project with over 1,600 units. So it's, it's very much like its own city mm-hmm. and uh, connected to the East Don Valley Ravine. And those trails take you all the way to downtown Toronto, uh, to the beach as well. It's, it's very much resort-type living. CentralParkToronto.com to find out more. It's some cool stuff. And you're doing, you know what? You're doing great work, young Jason. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Thank you so much. He's doing a lot of growth. You know, the three of us just bark into microphones for a living, but you're doing grown up work. He's developing things. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly it keeps me out of trouble, and uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 very exciting. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing. It's uh, it's nice to see how everything is progressing. And uh, yeah, and we'll continue to to thrive in the city and for future projects. And just to, with the way that's what's happening in the market with supply mm-hmm. and demand, um, I think we have a really really uh, phenomenal product that uh, that we're offering, and it's and it's been very successful up to this point. The Amexon, sorry, I went I screwed up again. The Amexon, the Amexon yeah. Development Corporation, CentralParkToronto.com. You're always welcome here, Jason. Thanks for popping in. Thank letting us so know much. My I friend. really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate well, it. Well, I hope this was a good experience Thank for you, because oftentimes people get soured by us, but that's <laughs> as long as you're going away smiling, that's good. Thank you. I'm an avid listener. Thank you. I you are not. Are you time. really? Yes. Yeah. I Do you have any questions for Dan Duran's new DIY show? 
<laughs> I don't. I'll have to think about those. But uh, I've been listening to you guys growing up um, in the 80s and 90s on the edge and, and so forth. Well, we so appreciate it. And it's an honor being on your show. No, it's yeah. not. Are you uh, wondering, it's an honor to have you. Yeah, are you Thank wondering you. when we're going to grow up? Is that what you're thinking? Jesus, yes. these guys. You know, yes. and it's, it's funny. In the 80s and 90s, we always prided ourselves in having smart, intelligent listeners. Yes. There's an example right there. Yeah, we always knew the, we, Jason, so we always knew the audience was smarter than we were. Yes. And now it's, we've proven that for years. Jason, go. come back and visit sometime. CentralParkToronto.com. You take care. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. He's a nice okay, boy, man. that Jason Thank Schiff. You. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. That's a nice... I'll bet you his parents are proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just let yourself out of the room there, Jason, right, or I can right, remove you. you. Okay, man. Yeah, okay, there we go. What did you say we want? Our parents or what? <laughs> no, I'm saying doing things. Oh yeah, he's doing stuff. He's doing. He's doing great work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to. Uh, I was in London. I guess it was a week ago, and I stayed in the guest suite of a buddy's apartment. Like they have those, you can you know people come to visit. You get a basically one bedroom apartment. Oh okay. And he took me for a tour. It's kind of like Danny's building. Your son, Danny. Right. You know, just populated with nothing but. 20, 30 somethings, you know, mm-hmm. just, I was in the complex for just one night, but he took me for a tour of the amenities in this place. And it's very much like Jason just said, it's unbelievable what mm-hmm. you have to offer people because it's no longer just a place to live. It's a place to live, work, a community. Dan, they had the rooftop. We went up on the roof and like, it's hard. What Jason said is very, it's very much like a resort. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the so many different areas of pool tables and then, a, you know, seating rooms all over the they had a golf simulator. You could mm. there was a, like a, you could go and book the simulator. And it just I, I started thinking, you know, I guess that's what you need to do to attract people to a complex now because the competition is so stiff. That idea there, too, when I was talking about live work and I've heard about this as well, not necessarily actually work in your unit yeah but they are creating these office areas so you could literally walk to work or it's just you know at the bottom of the condo a short walk where you rent space or whatever or get to use space within the community so again you're not hopping in a car you're Mm -hmm. not having to take a subway across the city very interesting um this forward thinking well as i said a lot of it has to do with competition if you're spending that Mm -hmm. kind of money you know, they better provide some incentive for you to want to, you know, have that be your condo. You're spending a lot of money. And, and, uh, I don't want to think about it all, Howard. Mm. You know, think about it all. Dan, uh, Dan's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What projects will you be working on today? Uh, my hot tub platform is uh, some rot in it, so I'll be working on uh, finishing the, uh, the repairs on that and get the hot tub up and running again. That's uh, that's my plan for the day so I far. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So all the young children in the park can sit in it all day and, you know. Well, it's been out of commission for it. yeah. It's only, uh, you know, shoulder seasons. But this year, it hasn't been as uh, as warm as others. So I'm thinking that maybe uh, by the time Howard gets here, we'll have uh, perhaps, uh, you know, a little hot tub to the lake kind of action. And, you know, well, that would be it. nice, you know. Yeah. Will I be yeah. uh, washing my, will I be bathing in the lake? Is that what I do? Or will I have to, uh, access to a shower? You'll have yeah. access to a shower, yes. Yes, I have a top-notch 
shower like you would find at home in my unit. Yeah. You know, you can use it, Howard. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Dan is very generous with his hot tub so often. Like, even when he wasn't there for years, you'd go and the top would be off and there'd be six or seven little kids in it. Aw. You know. Which are unwiped bums. (laughs) Fred would never go in it. With their dirty asses. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the uh, discussion of America I picked out this bit of audio I thought you guys would appreciate it Have a listen Come from. They don't realise The Americans don't realise They don't understand the link Between lots and lots of people having guns And lots and lots of people getting shot <laughs> How can we explain it to her? <laughs> Alright If I was to give you a mobile telephone Do you think you'd be more or less likely to make a telephone call. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. Fucking dumb country, eh? Oh, fuck, they're so dumb. <laughs> That's dumb really... Country. They are so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. I called Daniel on the way to uh, the lake Saturday morning after mm-hmm. I'd heard that podcast, and one of the things that... I, I mentioned to Dan in our discussion was I said what made what stood out to me was there was a, a point of discussion where they said Americans feel like their constitution was ordained by God. And that's when I called Dan. I went, you see how fucking religion wrecks everything. They it literally think the constitution written by some old fucking mm-hmm. white guys yeah. was handed down by the Lord. And then you throw in how fucking dumb they all are, and then that's what's wrong with the place. Yeah. Well, that's uh, there's there's another th- uh, train of thought. There's some people who've done research into various civil wars around the world, wondering how how a civil war gets going. And a part of that is what you're talking about is when when it it, it uh, moves away from talking about you know positions on democracy and positions on you know various parties within the democracy into divisions of religion and race mm-hmm. and religion as soon as religion starts coming into it it, it and the, the founders of the constitution in america knew that that was part of it too so but they're ignoring all that it's like a slow train wreck oh yeah when that shit was written again you know we've said it how many times it wasn't written with 2022 in mind <laughs> and by the way, and I saw this recently, I'm sure you know it too, but in the, the, the Second Amendment, which is an mm-hmm. amendment, states that the citizens have a right to bear arms, but they never talk about the, ne- the rest of the sentence as part of a well, uh, something, as part of a uh, militia. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's the right to bear arms should you need to take up arms. Mm-hmm. To battle the government. But remember, the first Civil War was because the Republicans, the people that are Republicans now, wanted Mm -hmm. to own slaves. How does that get lost? This whole thing about critical race theory, they don't want to tell their children that some of us used to own people. Mm -hmm. I, I find that fascinating. On uh, the week of August 8th, I'm going to be in Baltimore and I guess doing my part of the show from Baltimore. Cool. 
our buddy John Ellison, who was on the show during the election stretch. Remember? And during the pandemic, early times. And yeah. dur- during the pandemic as well, answering Great those guy. questions. I will be staying at his home for three days, and he's going to have a couple of parties because oh. it's Crab Fest. Bread parties. So um, it'll be interesting because I'm going to get up in the morning and do this show from his kitchen table in Baltimore. And, and, and hopefully I'll have some stories from meeting Americans like in a, you know, normal party gathering social situation to see what comes. Now, I get a I get a feeling most of his friends are like normal people, um, not whack jobs. But who knows? There might be a conversation or two that I can talk about. Don't you feel when you go to the States, you're supposed to, like, bite your tongue, though, and not talk about stuff? Uh, yeah, but it, absolutely. But, I mean, I, I again, it doesn't have to be confrontational. It can be more a case of, guess what, guys? I'm on the rooftop there yesterday, and here's what this guy said to me. Because yeah. you're right. You're in their country. And if you're that committed to that side, nothing I say is going to change your mind. So... Here's another example how broken the why, whole thing why, is. Why put your health at risk? Yeah, exactly. And you're, you know, you're a, a bright person. You're, you, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, old Fred may have started some confrontations, but new Fred is mm-hmm. different. You know, mellow and <laughs> you know, sixty six years Fred. old, new Fred. You know, uh, just like New Howard. New Howard is yeah, just lets Howard, things roll Fred, yeah. off his back. Oh, this is great. Everything's fucking great. But I, uh, I didn't know. I, I don't want to play. I've got a bunch of Trump audio. Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. But there was a, a moment in one of Trump's uh, Nazi rallies where he wanted. He's such a narcissistic. He's he's so poison. Listen, all, mm-hmm. and again, that podcast mm-hmm. shows you that this right wing uprising has been years in the making. But Trump gave it a, a mm-hmm. almost like, as they say, he's like the mascot. Yep. But here's how fucking weird he is and how, how broken it all is. He's telling these people in Alaska, he's telling them how great he was for developing the vaccine. But he won't say vaccine. He's so it's so weird that he's taking credit for developing this technology. Nine months versus five years or 20 years. I was all me. But he's actually shy. There's Dougie shy to call it a vaccine or mention the vaccine because that offends his his rally people. No, I know. Dougie. And, the, and again, it doesn't matter what you say. Like, they're, they're still showing up. Not the crowds aren't as big as they used to be. But there are thousands of people still committed to that. Totally oblivious to reality. Because they love the, you know, the foundation message. Well, it started it's back tribal in 2015. Now. Yeah. Huh? It's tribal mm-hmm. now. Yeah, Absolutely. And and the sad thing is, you you know, you stand back as a Canadian, you know, somewhat impartial and go, you know, that that's really the wrong way. And that's not loving your country. But to them, pursuing that is saving their country. So they, as you've said, they they think they're patriotic when in reality, they're just they're hurting the country that they supposedly love. And you sort of feel bad for the people in the crowd because there had to be a few people that sort of shook their heads and went, this fucker Mm -hmm. won't even mention Mm -hmm. the vaccine, but he's trying to take credit for developing it. Mm -hmm. That seems weird, (laughs) but but that might just be me. Just Uh, along the way with that guy. I mean, you talk about 
assassinations. The, you know, yeah. but anyway. That's the first thing I thought we of. We can only dream. First thing I thought of when I heard that, uh, that sweet man, Shinzo Abe, who only wanted well for others, he got shot. But Donald Trump and that jowly-faced shit stain. Uh, before we close the show... Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Thanks to Bill Brio. Thanks to our friend... uh was just on our show Jason Schiff <laughs> oh man that was all of 10 minutes ago let's see you tomorrow I take away jowly face shit state <laughs> This episode of Hubble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, GoDaddy, and DraftKings. Email us, humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. For new humble and new Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember coming soon, Dex, Docs, and Dicks, featuring an animated show-ending moral of the storytelling dick. Very well done. Just clap your hands. Where's that?